everyone, Terry Welbrock here. Just wanted to take a moment to, one, welcome you to the show, and two, thank you for being here, for uh, sharing and helping others find this inspirational podcast filled with amazing, hope-filled conversations from these wonderful guests. So I also wanted to remind everyone again only because I'm so excited, so I'm going to keep telling you this. <laughs> so please go to academy.terrywellbrock.com. It's T-E-R-I-1-R-W-E-L-L-B-R-O-C-K. And uh, check out the landing page that has information about all of the courses and what you will gain from that them. Just uh, go check it out and let others know about it. If you know anybody looking for for some guidance, a, a way to build their coping skills toolbox and learn about the impact of ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, and resilience and uh, hope. There's actually hope science, and we talk about that. And uh, yeah, just a great resource, I think, at least from the feedback from the beta testers that uh, they said, oh my gosh, the Terry, this is so jam-packed with information, which is exactly what I wanted. So to help others uh, build that, uh, build those toolboxes and learn to, uh, yeah, be your own hero on the 10-day and go from surviving to thriving on the 30-day. So, all right. Well, thank you again for being here. I feel blessed to be doing this as my soul work and uh, just so glad you're here. All right, now for the show. Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and so very thrilled to have with me today, Dr. Virginia Johnson. And I'm going to read her bio from, or part of her bio, it's an amazing bio, <laughs> from her website. So Dr. Johnson is a licensed neuropsychologist and certified mental health integrative medicine practitioner who has been diagnosing and treating cognitive-related disorders since 2008. She incorporates principles of faith and neuroscience into the understanding of the human mind and its functions. So welcome, Dr. Johnson. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Again, I'm just thrilled to death to have you here. The work you're doing in the world is just amazing and beautiful. And um, yeah, so we're here to talk about some faith components. We're here to talk about, I, I told you beforehand, I love the name of your ebook, The Trauma Sir Thrival Kit. That's so awesome. Yes. Emotional first aid revolutionized. So yeah, so let the audience know who you are and what you're doing. All right. Well, uh, well, like you said, as uh, a part of my training, I'm a neuropsychologist. That's uh, what I went to school for. Uh, and I've practiced in that for uh, for years. Uh, but currently, I am the chief servant officer of Christian Therapist on Demand. And so that's a teletherapy platform where we connect therapists to clients across the country. All of the sessions take place using our platform or an app, and it allows them to incorporate their faith into their counseling. So uh, I worked in corporate leadership for years. And one of the things that we found is that uh, our organization struggled with, uh, not just our organization, but organizations in general, with getting a timely appointment for mental health uh, clinicians and clients. And so we found that people were wanting their appointments when they wanted them. And we found that they also wanted to know do they offer Christian counseling? And so that's when uh, Christian Therapist on Demand was born and we've been uh, serving individuals in that capacity ever since. So I, I love the idea of one, 
the the telehealth wow with the pandemic how that has kind of blossomed onto the scene in giving people right. so much more flexibility in being mm-hmm. able to just reach someone but i i had not yet heard of incorporating um the faith part of it because really the holistic part is mind body spirit and that right. part of it we we need that um, as humans, but as survivors, especially those of us with trauma mm-hmm. history, uh, right. that faith part of it is is huge. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things that they found, there was a, a research study and they looked at, they checked in with psychiatrists and other mental health clinicians and they asked how often uh, they, they inquired about an individual's faith and how they may have utilized that in their life. And they found about 50 to 56% or so asked about uh, faith. But what they found is that those people who did inquire about faith and how their faith community, their connections, that they were able to utilize that as part of their strength-based approach to their care, as well as getting that person to see that as a resource. And they found that with incorporating and utilizing that, that not only were affirmations more powerful because they were able to incorporate uh, spiritual beliefs, uh, biblical references, to those uh, those uh, affirmations and their whole cognitive behavioral approach, but that the impact lasted longer than just say affirmations without uh, that scriptural basis. So, yes. interesting. Well, the word that comes yeah. to my mind is resilience, and I know being community is, is such a big part of resilience. Is, and again, mm-hmm. you know, with with like ACEs studies and the, and the resilience part of it, and, and now yeah. I think the latest and greatest is. PCEs, positive childhood experiences. And so, yes, that's the the point of that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that, and having that faith foundation um, really, really does, is a part of that. Right. Right. Having something that you can draw on. Yes. It's definitely, uh, it's, it's huge as you uh, move from that survivor to thriver uh, phase of your uh, journey. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So now who is your, who's your target audience? Who do you hope to reach? Uh, Individuals seeking relief from, uh, I would say, emotional distress. One of the things that we do find ourselves is it's Christian therapists on demand. So uh, targeting those believers in the Christian community. I think that so many times uh, believers get this narrative that to seek uh, professional counseling would indicate that you somehow are not receiving God's healing power or somehow that uh, you're rejecting your faith of some sort. And so we just want people to know that seeking uh, professional help is an act of faith, right? That being able to uh, combine and know that, hey, it's okay to to love Jesus, seek professional help, right? Uh, Because God wants wants us to have that fullness of life. And I think that being able to tap into therapy with someone who can give you that emotional support is critical. And so just that, that community, who would be able to like, hey, it's okay. Come on in, get some get some support. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm so glad you addressed that because it really, that I, I've heard it before where people almost feel guilty because they haven't been able to pray it away or like right. faith isn't strong enough because I just, mm -hmm. you know, do I not believe in, in God, Jesus, whatever, whatever their faith is enough um, right. to make it better. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And so, and I think that therapy can move us towards, especially if they connect with someone uh, who can help them with their journey, connect where they are spiritually, because it's not about imposing one's own spiritual belief onto the person, but capturing where they are uh, in their spiritual journey and helping them uh, to through the process, utilizing their uh, those beliefs and their faith uh, on their journey. But I think that it moves us towards uh, the fullness that God has for us. If Because a lot of the burdens that people may carry are not theirs to carry, right? But being able to learn those skills and be like, huh, I'm not responsible for that, right? And being able to understand it, I think that it's freeing. And just being able to connect with someone who can help them work through those things, I think is definitely empowering. And it helps them to move forward in their journey. Yes, beautiful. Now, how how does the app work? Is it is it interactive that that, that a person is engaged with with a trauma or a, a mental health professional? Right. So what happens is they go to the App Store on the Google Play Store or iTunes. They download the app and then they add, they're asked a few questions. So they just go through the sign up process. Uh, they choose a plan. And what they find is that based on their preferences, things that they said that they were uh, looking for help with, then they're connected with a therapist with that experience. And the sessions all take place there on the phone. So they send a message to the therapist. The therapist responds and and they have video visits and they can do uh, text messaging and video messaging. And uh, yeah, and the process begins. Wow. That is just, I mean, again, it's so amazing to be able to just have that support right there really in your hand. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Definitely I, right in your pocket. Right. I, I talk so often about hope for healing and hope is such an underlying theme of everything that I do. And I, I know it certainly helped me along my healing journey. And that is just really, like you said, like having hope in your pocket. Which is just <laughs> awesome. right. That's like a tagline. Like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Well, one of the other things we talked about before hitting record, and I talked a few seconds about it in your intro was, is your ebook. I, not just surviving, but thriving. Can, you, can right. you talk a little bit about that to us? Yeah. Um, one of the things that, uh, that we find or that I found working uh, with individuals who are survivors of trauma is that trauma has a way of hijacking someone's identity. And a person begins to call themselves by their pain. And it just makes it to where they are no longer just who they are, but they become what they've experienced. And so it's sometimes people find themselves, quote unquote, stuck in where they were because some, something happens with that trauma and it just sort of impedes and it, it keeps them there. And so one of the things about the thriving part is that it helps. How do I become more than my pain? How do I turn my pain into purpose? What can I take from my story 
right? And allow it to illuminate God's glory. Even though it was hard, it was hurtful. I'm not going to allow this experience to rob me of everything, right? There is something out of here that I have to take along with me on this journey. And this, I didn't take a loss for nothing. And so that's what it's about, right? It's about being able to say, you know what? I'm looking around. What do I have left? What am I choosing to actively take with me, right? As my banner that, hey, not only did I survive, but I'm thriving, And so with that thriving, it gives people real life things to, hey, what can I begin to do? Where do I start? Um, And so one of the things we talk about in the book is this R5 process. Uh, And it just talks about being able to reframe your thinking, being able to reconstruct uh, your thinking and uh, various things as to how you look at the trauma and how you begin to tell your story about what has happened. Uh, and so, so it's, it's basically, it's, so, it's a lot of that. And it's the education as well. Sometimes uh, we just start off with a basic uh, understanding of, say, a psychological code blue. Working in the hospital, I hear a lot of code blues. And so a lot of it is, hey, that's where you get all of these resources together and you respond in an urgent matter, right? Because you're trying to save life, limb, you're there to, <laughs> to see what you can do. But sometimes people experience these psychological code blues, but there's no emergency response. And what happens is what's left is somebody has a death of their their hope, a death of purpose, a death of where it is that they feel like they should be in life, right? These should be places. And so being able to help them say, hey, yes, you've experienced this particular loss. You've experienced this psychological code blue, but there is hope. <laughs> right? There's hope. And so being able to say, you know what? There is hope. What is your story? And let us rewrite this story because the pain does not have to be the only one telling the story here, right? Just what happened to you. So being able to take those raw materials and build something that is beautiful. And so understanding what's happening in the brain, right? What's going on when a person is experiencing these these psychological cold blues? One of the things about the brain that's just amazing is that the whole concept of time it doesn't have a specific clock like, okay, that happened uh, Thursday, October 17th, uh, 2001, right? When a person hears a certain sound and it triggers something inside of them, it's like as if it's happening right now, right? And so being able to help them understand like, okay, I have to learn how to turn off that trigger response because my brain doesn't understand that concept of time and it's telling me right now what's happening right now when in fact it's not. Right. And so being able to understand and have like, okay, gosh, we talk about like, say, the limbic system and we talk about how there are those four components. So we just give some uh, just some overall knowledge about what's going on and helping them to sort of walk through it. Like, okay, the noise I hear, that's not an intruder coming into my house. Those are those kids going by with their annoying skateboards. Right. That's not that that uh, that shadow over there in the distance. That's not an intruder. That's not someone coming to attack me. Those are the trees blowing. And so helping them to first understand that their mind might first want to go to what their experience was. But that's just that amygdala sounding the alarm, right? It just misfiled information. And so helping them to, hey, once that happened, stop, 
breathe because that uh, the cortex is going to click in and it's going to tell you that that was just the tree. <laughs> right. And so helping them to understand and pace themselves so they can feel equipped to take back their story, to take back their mind uh, with regards to their recovery. And so that's what that process is. Wow. On all, so much of that. I'd never heard of the psychological code blue. That's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, like I, I literally like envisioned it because you do see it in a hospital, you know, code blue, tung, 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 you know, they're, they're <laughs> right. someone's heart. but when you, you do go into those moments of code blue, uh, I know with me, I had panic attacks for 25 years yeah. and severe mm. panic attacks. Those mm. were psychological code blues. I mean, truly. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. Brilliant. Right. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah. And, and one of the other things you said was uh, rewriting the story. And it's so very true because for those who are sitting in a place right now and anyone who's listening, who may be thinking, I can't rewrite it. Uh, it, mm. it truly can be done. I, I know I'm living it. proof of it. And, and I've talked to so many people who have, who've done that healing work and some of what you were talking about is that brain plasticity and in being able to yes. change uh those neuron pathways and, and mm -hmm. our habitual patterns and yes right yeah. right definitely i think that one of the things that you you mentioned like sometimes it's that that stuff feeling like I, I they may desire to right but how do you rewrite the story when it feels like what what's left anyway right mm -hmm. um but one of the things i say is first stop breathe let's just start there <laughs> let's just breathe <laughs> and if we can just begin to just breathe. What begins to happen is we have that, uh, the breath, that additional oxygen, it relaxes. It sends a message to the, the nervous system to relax. It lowers our blood pressure, uh, the cortisol levels, right? And then it increases those other feel-good neurochemicals, right? Uh, the uh, serotonin, epinephrine, all of those things, right? That begins to get into our bloodstream and it relaxes us. When we're in a relaxed state, then we're more open to be able to get to a place where we can think that it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. right? At that state, you can't even think that it's possible. And so, but when we get to the point of like, let's first try to get our, our body, get our breathing, get that regulated. That's something that's within our control. It's very easy. And then just... And then if we can begin to look at what are some things, one of the things we can start with is language. One thing is, what am I saying to myself? Right? Because it's important. Language, when we look at the brain, sometimes if we were to liken it to an organ, we can liken it to like a, the, the brain is the organ, it's just like the hardware on the computer. Okay, it's the, it's the hardware. But then what makes our computers turn on and get online, and that's that coding language, right? The software, these different things. That's what our language is. That's what allows the computer to function, right? Otherwise, it's just the hardware. And so that's us. Our language is what allows us to function. And our internal dialogue is critical to that. Our brains are very visual. So when we use language, uh, generally, most of us tend to say what we don't want, right? Hey, what's for dinner? I don't know. I don't want tacos. I don't want chicken. I don't know. Right? 
But being able to get to the point to where we can be specific, then our brains will respond to that. So for example, um, our, if I say the word car, what comes to mind? Well, my car, um, driving. Oh, car. Right. <laughs> okay. If I say flower, what comes to mind? Um, the flowers in my yard. <laughs> okay. So flowers, you can see that, right? A picture. It tags a memory. It tags something. If I say can't. Can't. Won't. Uh-huh. Right. Won't or don't. Do you yeah. get a visual for those? No, I because just think one of the negative. Things, yeah. Right. Well, one of the things that's amazing about the brain is that it is visual. And so when we say flower, our brains is like, okay, we picture things, our gardens. We picture a time when someone brought us flowers, things like that. Those are the tags a connection in our brain. But when we say the word can't, don't, want, our brain doesn't process those as efficiently as it does things that have an actual visual picture. And so what happens is, is that say if someone is struggling with insomnia and they say, oh, I don't want to be up all night. Well, what you said is I want to be up all night. Don't. Because your brain did not process the don't because it's not connected to a visual thing. And so it's recreating what it is that you don't desire. And so one of the things that it's critical is that if we can just start with our language and being able to say what we want. Tonight, I will sleep throughout the night, right? That's starting there. Let's start with what we want. And I think that being able to, one, breathe, focus on what do I want? And it doesn't matter how big it seems, but just start there. What do I want? And then you can begin to reverse engineer it to get there. But first start there, some vision, okay? And then they can begin to, that's how you begin to rewrite your story. Start yeah. with where you want to go. And oh. then you reverse engineer it to get there, okay? Um, and then the last thing, as far as you said, some things that they could do is, one of the things that I love is that, like, I believe that, hey, herbs are for healing. That when the, uh, you know, the Bible talks about herbs being for healing, and there are things out there that are just super amazing that people can use that helps uh, with uh, relaxation. Uh, if they're depressed, they can make a herbal tea, you know, tinctures, things like that, being able to take advantage of perhaps what's available. And so those are things that I've also have found to be helpful, um, just uh, save some Someone was dealing with, say, insomnia, since we were talking about that particular topic, but being able to have one of those uh, teas that may help them to relax, say, an hour before bed, um, those kinds of things, looking at what uh, may be available. Um, and so those are just some things that I think that are, are some simple things. One, breathing. Two, starting where they are and then what and what they want, then reverse engineering their story so they can rewrite it and just uh, finding something that like some herbal tea, something like that, that could help them uh, as they go through that process. Thank you so much. I'm an herbal tea proponent. I, 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 if my throat's hurting me, I'll say, oh, I think I'll look up what, what will be the best tea for this. <laughs> like a, a honey lemon tea or yesterday, right. yesterday I think I had a uh, lavender chamomile and it was so, it was mm, delicious. So, that yeah, sounds good. wonderful. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> I love good. it. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm well, going to have to share. Go ahead. 
I'm going to have this in one of the things that I have like in this first aid kit is I have one of these. It's a quick resource and it just has some topics that say someone may be experiencing maybe some, uh, like I said, some insomnia, some anxiety or depression, as well as like some biblical references and some quick little actions. Uh, and I can share that with you and you can feel free to share it to your listeners. Yes, absolutely. So that yeah. they can find that on your on your website. Yes. Uh, yeah, if they were to download the book, then they can find that. Okay. Um, yeah, that's available, but just as a resource. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And what is, how do people find you? How do they get in touch with you? Uh, as far as uh, me, if they were looking for the book, they would go to the HPS for the Human Performance Strategist. So it's T-H-E-H-P-S dot M-E. Uh, but for Christian Therapist on Demand, they would go to uh, ChristianTherapistOD.com or look us up in the Google Play Store or iTunes at Christian Therapist on Demand. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Well, my gosh, that's just amazing. And and again, I, I love going back just a second to what you were talking about of um, illuminating. I know when I do my work so many times, uh, I'll just set up a little prayer to the Holy Spirit and say, please help me to shine your light, you know, God's light mm-hmm. into the, mm-hmm. into the world through my work. And so that has mm-hmm. given me purpose. I took that pain and made purpose mm-hmm. out of it. And yes. it's amazing how much shifted uh, just mm-hmm. by, by shifting that perspective and that approach. Yeah, that is the truth. I want to commend you. That's that's awesome. But just that, that insight, right? And to be able to do that, that's that's good stuff there. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. Awesome. All right. Well, let me take a look at my questions because we've we did what I said we were going to do. And we we went right on down the road. And uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we only got to two questions so far. So. <laughs> okay. So really, I mean, we only have, we don't have much time left. So is there anything that you wanted to touch upon that we, that we haven't had a chance to? Address? Hmm. Let's see. Are we really, I would just say definitely um, connecting with, um, connecting with other people. Uh, believers, other people who have thrived and they are uh, walk, they've learned to uh, go through that process of rewriting their story, connect with those individuals. Uh, It can be tempting to sit in the pain because it's comfortable, because you know what it's like, you know what to expect, right? And it's going to be uncomfortable to stretch yourself beyond what you see. But part of that growth is the stretching. That's what it is, that shift. If you want that shift to come, that shift is going to come when you when you get up. So many times we're wanting change. However, change comes when we allow ourselves to move out of where we are to somewhere else because it, it comes with a different perspective. If I am standing, uh, if I stand up, I see things differently, right? I'm able to see things further away. I'm able to, I gain a different perspective versus if I was sitting down or if I was laying down. So if there was anything, I would just say, rise up, connect with other people, get a different perspective. You are not your pain. Your identity has been hijacked, but there is more to your story. And so just encouraging people to reach out, connect with other people, 
Christian Therapist on Demand is a great resource to help you with learning how to rewrite your story, um, getting beyond the pain and going into purpose. Because there's, I'm telling you, nothing can stop for you. When you get connected, when you are working in your purpose, you're passionate. And if you partner with God, I'm telling you, those things happen. And so don't worry about how it's going to happen, but go, <laughs> stand up and go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where you're going. Amen and all, yes. all of that because <laughs> it's so true. No. I, yeah, I I know for me, again, I you're speaking to my soul because one of the things I write about, I'm finishing up my book manuscript, and one of the things I write about is how in 2013 I experienced what I call the shift. That, and my my editor mm. actually said, you need, really need to clarify what you mean by the shift because like, <laughs> like everybody would just know what I was talking about, but it really did happen. And there was this uh, sort of awakening of um, that I needed to look at it from different perspectives. And so, yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Gosh, again, well, thank you for, thank you for having me and I enjoyed chatting with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being here, the beautiful work you're doing in the world, and uh, yeah, for sharing your insights. All right. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today. And remind you to visit my website as well as the academy.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for, uh, again, healing and hope strategies. My daughter is a teenager and she loves Office Ladies podcast. So we've been listening to that uh, driving in the car because she just she's just learning to drive. And so she likes to drive everywhere we go and she'll turn on Office Ladies. And it's just been so awesome to listen to another podcast and uh, love listening to them talk about um, yeah their sponsorships. So I thought I'm going to start talking about what it is I, I can offer to folks. So thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.